Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. WrestleMania 35 was a lot of fun. 
You know, and I, I seldom say that about WrestleMania because I've been, this is my eighth total. And Lady Lynn, I guess they, yeah, eight WrestleMania folks, and there have been a lot of disappointments, you know, through the past WrestleManias that I've attended. And I say this nicely because some results, you know, they do affect how people view your company um, that I'm referring to as WWE, and I don't hold, I don't hold any precedence over or shame by saying. The past WrestleManias weren't that great, but this WrestleMania was, and that's what I'm going to focus on because you put together that much of production and the, and the amount of effort that goes into it. Um, from top to bottom, you know, I pre-show, you know, back on the network, you know, I was there live, obviously, Tony Nese. Um, Tony Nese was one-on-one with Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship, and Buddy Murphy ended up uh, losing his Cruiserweight Championship to Tony Nese, which was pretty cool because he's, he's a hometown boy in Long Island. Well, technically he was in Jersey. But anyway, you get the gist. So uh, at the pre-show, you know, also featured two battle royals, one in which Colin Jost and Che, whatever the hell his name is, from Saturday Night Live, it's pretty bad when I don't recall anybody from SNL, except for Keenan and Kellum the old good cast of Farley Spade, Sandler, Chris Rock, and all of them. I, I think that, Lady uh, Lynn, it was overall, it was a good pre-show all the way around, too. So, I mean, I'm shocked that it didn't just stop there. The Raw Tag Team Championships were on the line with Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder going toe-to-toe with the Revival. The Revival thought that it was an April Fool's joke. They didn't take... Uh, Hawkins and Ryder seriously, which, you know, to me, to be quite honest, I thought Kurt Hawkins' losing streak would continue. But for the first time, Lady Lynn, I think, you know, lightning must have struck or struck twice or, you know, the stars of who are aligned because they're new champions. Carmella wins the uh, Battle Royal. That's the only thing I, uh, I don't understand was the fact that Oscar. Did not win, but oh well, you know, we're not going to dwell on that. Um, Alexa Bliss did an amazing job as a co host. Uh, and pretty much the entire show was decent. The very first match out of the gate, I mean, oh yeah, thank the Lord they hear us, he heard us our prayers. I know heard us is not a word, but folks, um, Let's just say, I think that made all the fans, including myself and Lady Lynn in the WWE Universe, happy that Brock Lesnar is no longer terrorizing the airwaves as, you know, the non-existent WWE Universal Champion. So, Lady Lynn, what were your initial thoughts when uh, when Lesnar finally lost to the Beast Slayer? Well, the train, my initial thought was, finally, the Universal title exists. It's not just a myth. It's not just a legend. It's real. To be honest with you, I agree. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I was shocked. I was expecting someone to 
you know, or something to give because normally fans, the WWE does the opposite of what the fans ask. And for the first time, it was kind of a nice, it was a, it was a refresher's course that they gave us what we wanted. And I guess the, uh, the theme of that night was giving us what we wanted. Okay. Even though Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio could have had a better match, in other words, it could have been longer, it could have been ooh-ah, you know, type of match. Ray was hurt. His ankle was hurt. But aside from that, there are new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Iconics, which I, uh, I'm i not surprised on how they got the victory. Cause, uh, long story short, folks, Beth Phoenix goes up to the top rope, goes for the glam bomb off the top. She hits it, but then the Iconics, Take advantage and throw Beth out of the ring. One, two, three. They are the new tag team champions. And I think, even though, despite what some people may say, I think that it's a long time coming because they were the only true tag team that could actually work together as a unit, work together as a team. Lady Lynn, I want your, like, who did you think was going to be the team that would come out on top um, the entire time? Be honest with me. Who did you think was going to come away with the tag team or women's tag team championships? Well, honestly, I would have to go with uh, my gut instinct was um, Beth Phoenix and Natalia would win those titles. My secondary thoughts were Boston Hunt Connection would retain the title, either one or even Nia Jax and Tamina. I didn't expect, but I'm not surprised that the Iconics had to play dirty like that and steal the win from Beth Phoenix like they, like they did. Yeah, I I was kind of a shock because that was a big, and I mean, folks, it was a big glam bomb from the top. And, and let me tell you, Beth Phoenix looks like she has not lost a step. She hasn't been in the ring in six years. They had a lot of guest commentators uh, going on that night. I think like it was funny. They were ignoring, completely ignoring Michael Cole. I think it was Renee Young and uh, Paige. It's not that they were not acknowledging him, folks. I mean, come on, Michael Cole is totally ignorable <laughs> in some instances. You know, not all. But it's kind of like I think Paige and Renee were just having fun. So to me, I think they, you know, folks. Sometimes he does mix up his uh, genders. <laughs> These three men. <laughs> I mean, it's six men. Two men in so, the ring at the Evolution pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, sometimes folks, I think Michael Cole is gender confused. Now, I know that there's other things about binary and transgender, and we at WrestleRadio Networks would like to say we do not discriminate against the LGBT community. Um, we, we just, we kind of laugh at Michael Cole sometimes when he gets mixed up or gets ignored or basically, you know, you know, it happens on occasion. Sometimes you mess up at the announce table and, and you make error. I'm not saying I'm perfect either, but Jesus Christ, um, I do know the difference between a male restroom and a female restroom, I would hope. And then again, you know, I would have a Michael Cole moment. I think Michael Cole would probably mix those up. You know, he'd probably accidentally go into the female restroom because he thought it looked like a male. I don't know. There's something, there's something wrong with that man. I swear. 
sometimes sometimes you wonder if Michael Cole just goes off and says, "Well, I'm going to uh, somehow manage screwing up the gender identification because I can." <laughs> you know, and not only that, folks, not only to focus on Michael Cole, but. Braun Strowman, okay, let's focus on the Battle Royal, shall we, just for a little bit, right, before I get into, you know, ribbing Michael Cole. And it's all in good fun, Michael, okay? You know, don't kill the messenger type thing. Okay, so the Battle Royal, they try, I cannot believe these two. Well, yes, I can. Colin, Joseph, and Che, whatever the fuck his last name is, they were involved in a Battle Royal. And, okay, Alexa Bliss, She's the forerunner for making this happen. She was the hostess with the mostest, and by the way, the goddess with the mostest. Let me get it right. She basically, <laughs> she basically made the match official, or made these two be involved because Braun Strowman, who you know basically is upset with uh, Colin, and is based on what he, you know, he opened his big fat mouth saying that is this stuff real? Come on, man. You don't ever say that to a pro wrestler. And I know they're just saying probably to get involved at WrestleMania because it's their lifelong dream, right? But I don't think it's someone's dream to get their teeth knocked out of your face. And also, um, Colin, why why would you ever open your mouth with a dude who is seven feet two inches tall and could literally eat you for breakfast and shit you out? Because clearly they tried to eliminate Braun Strowman while the Hardys were trying to eliminate him. I mean, that's smart strategy. you got to give them that. Um, but uh, here's my thing. Did you honestly think you're going to eliminate someone that's bigger than you, stronger than you, and could basically destroy you? And I mean destroy as in you will not last a very long time. Why, you might ask? Hmm. Because Braun Strowman is seven feet two inches tall. Need I say more? And he's got tree trunks for legs. And he's got hammers, sledgehammers for arms. And his hands basically can destroy anything they touch. So when he threw Colin over, let's just say, I think everyone can say this. We were all elated. You know why? I tell you why. Because celebrities that don't deserve to win in that kind of environment did not win. So therefore, the crowd was happy. Yay, boo, hiss, whatever you do. Um, to me, the battle royals were great, except for one problem. My nitpick for the night is why the Empress of Tomorrow basically got lost in the shuffle again. And to someone who basically, I don't know, I put this, Carmelo's nice, but no. I'm just going to say it. Why did, uh, why? That's, that's the only why. And let's see, Cruiserweight Championship, why? Uh... Tag Team Championships for Monday Night Raw. Like, a lot. Because I 
Zack Ryder and, and Kurt Hawkins, they, they need to do that. So for the first time in history, we were actually satisfied. Gas, sigh, fart, crack a joke. I don't know. What shall we do with ourselves? <laughs> I don't know. But I say throw a party because we finally got what we wanted. We finally got what we wanted, and that includes the very first match, folks. Do you know why? Because we had been saying this not only on this podcast, but I'm sure Heel Mark's podcast. I am sure all the top podcasts that are ranked or whatever. We have been saying this to get the fans' attention, or not fans' attention, but the world, you know, world wrestling entertainment. And though we may not have impact, (laughs) excuse the sound. Although we may not have the power to be, you know, their authority to say who's going over and whatnot, it's nice to know that we have a voice, or we feel like we have one now. Because to be honest, Lady Wynn, I feel like it was such an elating feeling, not just for Kofi Kingston, but for the man, Becky Lynch. And yeah, I know I'm forgetting Triple H versus Batista, which, by the way, fans, I don't know about you, Lady Lynn, but this or that match was a welcoming sight, kind of from the Attitude Era, just a chapter thereof from Lady Lynn's and I's childhood. We say this nicely because we saw those extreme moments during our time of watching professional wrestling. And so I would say the the squirm moment was the, uh, the pliers on the nose ring. Oh, my God. That was uh, that was definitely a moment. I was like, dude, don't do that again, you gross bastard. It was funny, but it was more or less okay. I hope to and pray to God that you know stuff was planned or stuff was better because you know why. Here's the thing. I think that WWE. They do certain things. And certain things, you know, like sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, why, you know, the Sting match at 31. But Batista's, boy, him and Hunter went back and forth toe-to-toe. And it was great. So, I mean, sometimes it's best. If they, if we are given a match that makes you go, oh, you know, it has some gory moments, folks, like the chain in the mouth. Holy shit is all I have to say. You want holy shit moments? Shane McMahon and, uh, whatchamacallit? Yeah, Shane McMahon and The Miz. That was a true holy shit moment. Okay, so the staging area where all the cameras were. Shane got suplexed off the top of that and somehow managed to pin the Miz. Like, why? I mean, that was kind of an odd ending to me, Lady Lynn. I don't know about you. I don't know. I, I, I personally, I thought that was a pretty crap ending to that match. Miz did not get the retribution he sought. Yeah, and... He did beat Shane pretty good, though. I mean, 
all over the arena. He just got blasted, and Shane was pleading with him, saying, please, you know, I'm sorry. And the Miz said it's a little too late for that. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, the Miz's father actually got involved in the match. You know, I was kind of worried at his at his age, at Mr. Mazanin's age. I don't remember the Miz. George, okay. At George's age, I don't really think getting in the ring was a great idea. And two, folks, you saw the end result. The Miz didn't really feel empathy for a man that basically told the Miz he was a waste of space and basically was worthless and couldn't measure up to the best in the world. Oh, which, by the way, everyone mentioned CM Punk. Yes, we've been on that train. No, best in the world was said by Chris Jericho. Jericho then passed on to Punk, and Punk then... Oh, you know the rest. But anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. So that match was interesting as well. The women's match, I felt, could have been a little bit longer, but it was okay for it was. I'm referring to the uh, women's tag team championship match. The Boss and Hug Connection, I thought, was going to uh, keep their championships, but I I don't know. It may get it back, folks. It may play, you know, past the, past the titles, although the Iconics, um, I'm not sure because they are the type that seem like they will not defend those tag team championships. Or if they do defend them, they'll, you know, they'll find ways to win the championship or keep those championships if you catch my drift. But then again, I'm satisfied with the result because they were the only true tag team entering the whole time when the women had that uh, Elimination Chamber match. So, truth be told, they kind of teased the Iconics just a little bit, and they finally, you know, allowed them to win. And Paige said over 15 years these women have been uh, partners. Um, as far as, you know, they were went to the same high school. They traveled together. They ended up at the Performance Center together. So it is not, you know, it's not a shock that they won for me. And to answer your question on Instagram, dude, it doesn't matter, you know, if creative decides, which direction they want to go with them, that's that's the direction they choose. So um, there's that. Anyways, folks, so... Ah, hmm. uh, yes. So... Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Becky Lynch, okay, a.k.a. The Man, versus Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I think, folks, this is going to be one if not the longest off the rails uncensored because it's going to basically feature a blend of my thoughts the night before. But before we get there, we're going to discuss NXT TakeOver New York, and we're also going to segue into, uh, well, kind of a Monday Night Raw review, if you will, folks. And we're going to talk about the incident at the Hall of Fame during Off the Rails Uncensored. But I figure that was kind of the bulk of Hall of Fame, and it was a very good class this year, folks. Honky Tonk Man, Tori Wilson, Harlem Heat, D-Generation X, including China, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, and I believe that, and uh, the Warrior Award 2-something. Uh, let's just say it was, it was a very fairly interesting night at Hall of Fame. I was there at Barclays Center when, when the incident occurred with Bret Hart and Natalia. Uh, we'll fill you in if you didn't see it. 
I don't care. I like playing spoilers sometimes, even though it makes me sound like an ass. So, let's see here. NXT TakeOver New York, Lady Lynn. What a night. What a historic night, you know, at the sold-out Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Um, you know, to start, they had a you know a pre-show, of course, which will air Wednesday this or, you know, live on the network. Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. I want to get your thoughts, Lady Lynn, on on that match in particular. Like, who did you who did you honestly see winning that match? Honestly, I was pretty surprised with that because I thought somehow Matt Riddle was going to pull it off and become the new North American champion. But I have to say, I'm pleased to see that Velveteen Dream is still the North American champion. You know, it's also kind of, oh, yeah, the first match out of the gate, folks, the War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet, which this team keeps growing and growing exponentially as far as, you know, in-ring growth and experience that they have as a tag team. It's amazing. I'm still amazed that that team is actually a pair because Aleister Black and Ricochet are complete polar opposites. I mean, I thought Aleister Black and Ricochet for sure were going to go to war with the War Raiders and come out victorious. Um, Who did you envision winning that match? Pretty much the same as you. I I thought for sure Ricochet and Aleister Black were going to come out victorious, but no, the War Raiders proved that they're still the more dominant team. So it was a good, long, hard-brought match and a valiant effort on Ricochet and Aleister's part, but... It just came up a little too short. Yeah, and, you know, it it wasn't that they lacked ability. I'm talking about referring to Ricochet or Aleister Black. Let me just inform you all. I, I was there alongside the WWE Universe, and I had pretty damn good seats. I had floor seats for that. I, uh, although I, the security, I shouldn't have pressed record it was during the Million Dollar Challenge with Corey Graves and AJ Styles and whomever was part of there. Um, he, I guess, yeah, he won the Million Dollars, which is cool, but he put Brock Lesnar against AJ Styles. Like, really? I just, dude, what is wrong with you? This is all I'm going to say. I know that I believe, actually, yes, I do know. Uh, this dude, even though he picked an annoying character to play with, he's a part of Monster Factory. And I believe I've gotten several followers, not from Monster Factory, but uh, shortly thereafter I posted a picture of the Million Dollar Challenge, Lady Lynn. I had a little bit of an increase on WrestleMania, not too much. But uh, I took pictures of that, and oh, okay. Let me think here. Okay, what else was going on? The fatal four-way women's NXT championship match with Kairi Sane, Io Shirai, the genius of the sky, versus you know, Shayna Baszler versus overrated Bianca Belair. That match? That match, I got to say, I'm surprised. Shayna Baszler did not need to receive an assist from her two cohorts. Yeah, I she was actually. I was expecting... She was actually. Go ahead, hon. Go ahead. 
she was actually able to retain on her own. You know, I mean, uh, Shayna's uh, she's like a shark that smells blood in the water, folks. You've got to give her credit where credit is due. She had to face three opponents that were very formidable, even though I say Bianca Belair is overrated. She does have a lot of strength to her, and she's an opportunist. So you got to give Bianca credit. Um, uh, Kyrie saying that Io Shirai, they did team up a little too much uh, for my taste. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a fatal four. They did say if it was to come to them that that would happen, you know, they'd face each other and respect each other and do whatever they had to do. Um, however, it wasn't a tag team match, and I don't know where their heads were. And I think their heads were in the right place. How you know, it is what it is. That was one of the uh, type of matches on the card for me. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too good. It wasn't you know great. It was okay. Um, as far as entertainment value goes, yeah, it was worth money. I'll give it that. It wasn't the main event though. The main event um, for the NXT, the vacant NXT World Championship. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. You want to talk about split crowd headache? Johnny wrestling Adam Cole. And it's just, you know, I'm torn because I like both gentlemen. I think that they're very talented. However, I would have preferred my cup of tea. And I'm not referring to Zach Gibson. And if I have to, I would have to take my shoes off. (laughs) <laughs> For those of you who don't watch NXT UK, the man is quite the hippie, and he's really fun to. I actually, Lady Lynn, got to meet him. I, I did. Wow. He, yeah. Zach Gibson is really tall. <laughs> he's scruffy, and he's he's actually quite funny. Uh, very nice gentleman. Very nice. I uh, actually saw – I didn't meet them, but I, I saw them passing by. Uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, and they were yes, they believe they were present for WrestleMania. So, yeah, they they watched and they had a good time. Anyways, folks, back to the topic at hand: NXT Takeover New York. I wish more NXT UK people were involved. The match between Walter and Pete Dunne. Can you say backlot brawl, like English backlot brawl? Because that match was so intense. Walter did a splash off the top. Holy cat! Holy shit! Is all I have to tell you. <laughs> I'm amazed it didn't collapse the ring. We've seen larger competitors I mean, do just that. I mean, Walter's a big boy, ladies and gents. He probably left paw prints or hand prints on uh, Pete Dunne's chest. And by the way, Pete Dunne almost held that championship. It would have been for two years. Um, had Walter not beat Pete Dunne. So now, NXT UK, I fair warn you, the only way that title is switching hands is if the Coffee Brothers or anyone else decide to pull something dirty or the championship gets vacated because Walter gets injured. That's all I'm going to tell you because Pete Dunne held that championship for almost two years. Just imagine how long Walter will hold that thing. I would imagine that Walter will probably give the longest streak a pretty good run for its money. I 
I can't recall at the moment the longest uh, championship streak, so forgive me for that. Well, let's see. I'm a statistic machine here, so I'm going to say there was Bruno San Martino, there was Hulk Hogan, there was CM Punk, there was Brock Lesnar, there was AJ Styles. But my God, Pete Dunne held the title for longer than that, folks, because there's 352 days in a year. Uh, 300, yeah, 352 weeks in a year. So let me just, just say this nicely. If you think that Pete Dunne is going to just sit back and relax and say, oh, no, you won the championship, big boy, I think again. Walter and Pete Dunne are probably going to feud, I don't know for how long, but I think the WWE Universe was happy and content with that match because, wow, just wow, what a match. That match had me on the edge of my seat the whole entire time, biting my nails, rocking on my heels, pulling at my hair, everything, the whole nine yards. I, I could not tear my eyes away from the screen. There's just, I mean, the organic feeling that that match had, it gave the fans an organic feel like, okay, this is the story they're trying to tell. Like, it's going to end with somebody, like, who's going to give? I feel, and that's very rare in NXT now. Uh, speaking, you know, of wow, you know, the two out of three falls match, I uh, was pleasantly surprised, you know, that, well, if Adam Cole would have taken the second fall, that would have been it. And Gargano, you know, there were several back-and-forth moments uh, Adam Cole at the first one with the bicycle kick, whatever that he does, or the bicycle knee to the back of Gargano's head. It was quite the super kick party, folks, let me tell you. That's the one thing that I was not too fond of. You know, a few times here and there, a guy getting super kicked in the face, whatever. Match flowed decently. And am I missing any matches? Okay, if I am, I'm really sorry. There were there were pre-show matches. I don't want to spoil those. If you'd like to go on the WWE Network and subscribe, you can. This is a part of the advertisement before before I go off the deep end, on, off the rails uncensored. Here's, you know, what you can do. Not go off the deep end. You need therapy for that. Or you just need some, I'll just say it on my show, you need some good sex or dirty conversation over the phone. And no, do not call this number for that. All right, see, see what DX did. You see what they did, folks. Um, all right, aside from my humor, you can go to the WWE Network, and if you want to catch the awesomeness that was WrestleMania 35 NXT TakeOver New York, you can do so by going to the WWE website. Go to WWE Network. Sign up now. Your first month is free. Okay, you can go to your local GameStop, Dollar General, Best Buy, 7-Elevens, and Walmart. Pick up a preloaded card of $27.99. There are certain GameStops that will charge you additional tax. There are certain GameStops that will not. The three months additional are added to your subscription, so you basically get in four months, which is not that bad. Also, folks, please, please, you know, subscribe. Because you never know. You might miss a good pay-per-view like WrestleMania 35. 
folks, if you want to also sign up for the Monster Factory Network, you can do so by visiting monsterfactory.org. If you have any questions, email them at monsterfactorytv at gmail.com. For any further considerations about joining the wrestling school, the world-famous wrestling school, owned by coach and basically the head trainer, one of many, Danny Cage. You can contact more information. He, they, Monster Factory is located in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Join today. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Kick ass and join the world famous Monster Factory. You want to be a WrestleMania? The line to there starts right at the world famous Monster Factory. Train, learn. Of course, number one priority invest in yourself. To get All right. To get back to NXT TakeOver New York, the third fall. Holy shit. I don't know. Lady Lynn and I were probably thinking, well, Undisputed is probably going to escape with the NXT World Championship. Adam Cole is basically going to win that strap. That's what I thought when uh, Roderick Strong, and I believe it was Kyle O'Reilly. I'm not sure if it was. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, whatever. Got involved, and voila. They almost pulled or stole one. So, I don't know, Lady Gwen, what was your what was your initial thought process when Adam Cole had Undisputed all out there at the same time to help him along? Well, my initial thought on that B-Train was, this, this can't be legal, but then I remember it's a two out of three falls match. So... It's not quite anything goes, but if he needed an assist, then I fully expected it. To be completely honest with you, I wasn't sure when they would show up, but I thought it would probably be when it came down to the third ball. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting Johnny Gargano to kick out of an eliminator. I don't think anybody expected that. I certainly didn't. I thought it was done at that point. I thought Adam Cole's going to walk out of here as NXT champion. Yeah, I I was not expecting that much, you know, but, you know, the third and final fall, it kind of becomes a waterfall, folks. Like, you expect the undefeated here. I expected them to come out anyways because you know Adam Cole. He could easily win by himself in certain instances, but this is this is for the NXT Championship. You're going to do anything at any cost uh, to win, and Adam Cole almost came away with a victory, folks. But you know what? Close but no cigar. Gargano smoked your ass, so his bad. I mean, after all, he's been knocking on the door for several times that he's been a part of an NXT championship match, and that includes Andrade Cien Almas. That included Aleister Black. It also included Ciampa, not once, folks, but twice. And both times Ciampa beat him with his arms tied behind his back. <laughs> Almost in quite the literal sense, or at least... The facsimile thereof. I <laughs> mean... <laughs> Well, beating him while handcuffed, I think, was pretty intense. He can, Trumpa can literally say, I beat a man with my hands tied behind my back, which is really sad because, folks, I was there 
for TakeOver Chicago when that happened. I was there for Brooklyn TakeOver when that happened. And to tell you the truth, it's amazing that Ciampa was able to pull – actually, no. In New York, he could say, I beat a man laying down, and I I acted as if, you know, I woke up for – I was late for work. And Ciampa can literally say that because, yes, I'm not trying to steal from Gargano's moment. Don't get your panties in a twist, my friend. All I'm saying to the audience is, and if you get offended, man, this is not the show you want to be on. Trust me. We have no fucking filters on this show. Just ask anybody. Okay, well, then get butt hurt somewhere else. by your blocks. That was easy. You just, it's amazing to me, folks, how many people forget. I don't really have no qualms about blocking you on my show if you're being an ignoramus, if you're acting like a stupid moron or being disrespectful or offensive, you know, and making racial slurs like this gentleman was doing. And I suggest you uh, listen to another podcast because I'm not going to have it. Anyway, so let's move past that drama. Congratulations, Mr. Johnny Wrestling. Even though I'm not a big fan of yours, and I'm going to be bluntly honest, I don't really, you know, Gargano, I think, is just, he's one of those scrappy guys who um, he's deserving of it because the title, oh, speaking of you deserve it, funny moments, Lady Lynn, they were shining the spotlight on the on the top row for some reason. I don't know who was working the, the technical stuff, but they were saying, turn the light off. And <laughs> I was thinking to much. I make crack the joke. Uh, <laughs> the lower level was looking at them, and they turned the light off finally. I said, well, maybe it got their attention, you know, turned their phones off, you know, during the show, so they pay attention. Also... I made the crack that, you know, maybe they should stop sleeping in till noon. That's what they get for being vampires. They don't like light. <laughs> um, but when that finally got done, <laughs> when the light finally stopped shining in their eyeballs, the freaking night cro- night walkers or day, whatever, the lower level and the entire, like, half the arena, you deserve it. It was, oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> it sounds um, like I was great. It sounds like it was great. I'm sorry, I missed it. No, they probably bleeped us out, Lady Lynn, because it was during uh, probably during the pre-show of one of the matches, probably Riddle versus uh, Velveteen. They did the same thing at WrestleMania. I don't know what blood is blinding the fans as they played that yellow light during the AJ Styles match uh, and uh, Randy Orton which I neglected to say that match, but here's the thing, folks. Um, I didn't really care for that match. Even though it was a good match, I, I just, that match did not have my interest whatsoever. I don't know, Lady Lynn. I, to me personally, I don't know about you, uh, did you take a vested interest in that match? I sort of did, just because I was curious to see who would come out on top. I pleasantly surprised that it was AJ because I thought for sure Randy Orton would prove his prowess and show why he was once known as the Legend Killer. You know, I thought there was going to be an RKO and AJ Styles would lose that match. But then again, folks, I was wrong. I was wrong. You know why? Because 
AJ Styles basically, against all odds, no, he proved why he's the phenomenal one. And it's it's surprising. It's surprising. Go ahead, hon. Go ahead. No, it, it, it surprised you. Why? It surprised me because I thought, you know, normally, like you said, Randy Orton has the reputation of killing off legends and not really thinking twice about it, having no qualms about it. And I'm surprised they booked, I'm literally surprised they booked everything the way they did because, well, of course, I was kind of disappointed in Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. I thought it was going to be a much better match. But when someone has injury, it's kind of hard to, you know, just put together a good match. Although the Tornado DDT was a nice touch. I know Ray's dedicated to being there at the show, and you can't blame him for being a dedicated individual towards the cause. But, yeah. I was surprised mainly because Randy Orton, and normally in these types of matches, and these types of scenarios, he normally wins the match in some way, shape, or form. Let's see, Bray Wyatt. Oh, the list goes on. The Rock and Mick Foley. Let's see. Uh, Chris Jericho. The list of legends, the list of Hall of Famers that Randy Orton put down. And now AJ Styles basically proved the point that it doesn't matter if you trained, you know, at, or have done shows in armories or independents. AJ Styles basically shut Randy Orton's mouth, which surprised me because that's very hard to do unless your name was The Undertaker, Batista, Triple H. There's lots of people that have beaten Orton like a drum, but, you know, it was very surprising for me to just see him lose, especially on a grand stage like, you know, WrestleMania. I'm not saying that he's a loser. I'm just saying, wow, I'm surprised he lost. I think we were all surprised that he lost, to be honest with you. Even my girlfriend watching it with me in tandem was uh, pretty surprised that he lost, I think. But I don't think that's saying that she was disappointed with the outcome. It was honestly hard to choose a winner for that match. If you were making predictions, it could have gone either way. It was just one of those wait-and-see-what-happens kind of matches, I think. Yeah, it just, (laughs) basically, yeah, because, folks, there's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation that Orton would win, there's a lot of speculation that AJ won, so it's a half and half. But by the way, folks, now I'm going to get into the bread and butter of this lovely conversation, because about that time when you might want to buckle up, try to get inside my head, Enter at your own risk. You know, you might want to bring caution wet floor signs. You might want to bring a lot of caution signs. If you have children, please put earmuffs over them because this content is not suitable for kids under the age of 14. And kids over the, you know, if you are 14 and you repeat what I say to your principal, I can guarantee you, you will get detention and you will not, well, you'll laugh your ass off that you got detention because you repeated what I said. But please do not repeat this in the general public or repeat this content to any authoritative figure or say what I have to say. This content of the show reflects upon 
well, the fact that the show has no fucking filters, and we add input based on our own personal opinion and volitions of said companies, such as, well, not to get sued for suing purposes. We reserve the right to reflect opinion based on personal observation of said companies, NPJW, WWE, Ring of Honor, and various other companies that are associated with fuck it. Just hit my music, monkeys in the truck. I don't know why you gave me this long index card to read from. Jesus Christ. Dig it. She is, but wow, dude, what a dumbass you are. 
and a lot of podcasts are probably going to mention the Hall of Fame incident at Barclays. Zachary Mazden was the dude's name, and he got busted up really good, thank God, because he's a piece of shit, and he's obviously not, I'm not just saying this of personal observation, but he is. He's, uh, Travis Brown was in the ring, you know, basically socked him pretty good, and, uh, let me just, let me just inform you all about something. I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan, but her husband did sock him a good one, and if if fans know this, when you cross the barrier, you are crossing the threshold. So don't forget, if you cross the one thing that comes between you and workers, you're going to get your ass handed to you. That's kind of an obvious. And what this Zachary Madsen did was he crossed the fucking line like a dumbass. And Lady Lynn, I feel really bad for Natalia because she also was tackled to the ground because she was trying to protect her uncle who has had a stroke, he's got bad hips, and he's got a bad back. You pretty much summed up my thoughts exactly on on that scumbag D-train. What a piece of shit, you know? What, what kind of loser interrupts a Hall of Fame speech like that for some petty reason or just to have the – to make an attack on a superstar or a superstar legend? Bret Hart, folks, is one of the forerunners of many gener- like many generations, even though you don't have a clue who he is. The man was on The Simpsons. The man was also a world heavyweight champion. He's a two-time Hall of Famer. He went in by himself. He also had to go because the Hart Foundation was chosen by a select committee. And that's, you know, regardless of whether you think women's wrestling is the problem, like, dude, come on. Get with the time. This is fucking women. This is not just the revolution. This is something that was historic. Yes, Becky and Rhonda and Charlotte may not be your cup of tea, but these ladies work their asses off. Despite our personal feelings towards Rhonda, she is a part of history. So is Charlotte, and so is Becky. And the fact that you left cryptic statuses about Vince McMahon and Stephanie and Hunter, and dude, you're not a part of the company, so what in the actual fuck are you thinking? Because you left evidence now. That's like Stalker 101, man. You left a lot of tweets, and a lot of people are looking at his Twitter because they don't take Twitter down. I think they did take his Facebook down because it said that he was taken to the 78th Precinct in Brooklyn, New York. I'm not looking at my notes. I I just remember seeing this on the news when I got home. They took him to the 78th Precinct in Brooklyn, New York. They charged him immediately with trespassing, um, assault, Two counts of assault. They charged him because this kid was also on violation of probation. But how the hell? I don't know. Do you bought a ticket just to attack someone? Like that? That immediately got the crowd hot. And yeah, there's some heat in Ring of Honor. What do you fucking do? It was a work between the Briscoes and Enzo and Cass. But 
my my whole thought process was was it you know was this planned because the guy rushed the ring? I thought from a distance, I don't know what his intentions were, dude. But if you if you were like taking pictures of yourself with Joker face paint on, like you are a Joker, and you know what happens to the Joker in the 1989 Batman, right? And also Dark Knight Rises. I mean, have you seen what happens to the Joker? Even though I am, you know, a predominantly Joker fan, you're not Jack Nicholson and you're not Heath Ledger. Because obviously those Jokers had henchmen and they had brilliant people behind them. You're not brilliant, my friend. You're stupid. Now you can never go to an event at Barclays. Now you're going to get the reputation. If you do somehow make it out of jail, which is least likely, um, you have the reputation of dumbass. And if we see you, and I say this nicely, if the wrestling community knows who you are and you say your name out loud, you're getting punched in the face. Although I think Dash Wilder did a nice touch on your face. You have no fucking clue who you mess with, dude. Natalia, she may be a woman, but let me tell you, you've got the brunt end of her fucking wrath, dude, because... That is her uncle. That is someone who the wrestling community respects, loves, and cherishes. If he dies, you're going to feel like shit. Because to me... Go ahead, hon. Go ahead. He he got what he deserved, plain and simple. You go to jail for being bad, folks, and... You know, kids, if you're listening to my show, if your parents tell you that I have a point, I do. Because normally I I do say offensive stuff and I do say some ra- I do say some raunchy things. But I, I'm gonna tell you there's just so many things you don't understand, like when When people go to these events, it's not to attack someone and look like a jackass. This is not 1997. And Lady Lynn and I can attest to this because there have been moments where fans rush the ring or be stupid. And it just makes you wonder, like, who who raised you? Like, honestly, dude, who fucking raised you to be a dick? Who... I mean, do you honestly think that having men in the main event would have changed your mind about WWE? Fuck you. Okay? The women work their ass off. They don't deserve to be treated like, oh, my God, we're second-class citizens. You know, we're like the days of the bras and panty matches. Or the stupid, you know, I hate to say this, but Tori Wilson definitely, you know, she was a trailblazer in certain ways. She was iconic. But if you want things to go back to those days, you might need a fucking time machine to do it. Because Lady Lynn and I are not going to sit here and watch what you did and say, oh yeah, that was justifiable. Because it wasn't. It wasn't justifiable. It was downright deplorable. And for you to leave tweets, cryptic tweets about how you were going to acquire your plan. Thank you for the tickets. Like, that's very on the, like, Lady Lynn, 
That is the creepiest. Like, his tweets were on the level of, I think we need to screen this guy if he comes in. It sounds like this guy was just a morally reprehensible fuckhead, pretty much. He was a creep, and he was, like, saying, thank you, Vince McMahon. You know, you should hire me on. He's a skinny twig. How's he going to hire you? Not only that, you you were an MMA, and you were tall, but boy, did you get fucked up because, um, dude, Bass Wilder basically stocked you a new one and knocked you out of the park like Aaron Judge hitting a home run because, you know, they should have just taken you out back and beaten the fuck out of you. And that may seem graphic, but you deserved what you got. You got... You know, there's pictures of his mugshot where he had a bloody lip, and I'm sure you were treated because the prisons are nice enough to have medical assistance, you know, make your face look nice again, although I don't think you were nice looking to begin with, you ugly fuck. And two, <laughs> like, how, how dare you attack Natalia and Bret Hart? Do you have any idea what you have done? Complete and utter bullshit, and it's it's what would put some people would say it would put the WWE universe in a bad light, make us look like a bunch of drunken assholes, all because this exactly. one douchebag was unhappy about the women main eventing. Yeah, and dude, just to be honest with you, I'm a former worker, and I think I no, I think I know I support my women. Because why? We're all equal in the regard that they have a right to main event. It's been 34 years. Forgive them if they have a main event spot just once. You know, they might main event again. It might be the women's tag team championships. You never know. Because, you know, dude, maybe a reason why you're single. It may be a reason why you just, I don't know, you, you set back a lot of stereotypes of male chauvinism and and to be honest with you it's ridiculous how you don't have an open mind like keep keep in mind the women haven't had a main event ever and this is the first time you know that the WWE universe is satisfied as a whole and not completely oh I wish we had a better show oh here we go again Oh, they just booked this guy on purpose, blah, 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 blah. We complain and bitch enough, and then for you to act like a complete and utter reprehensible moron because your actions were more than just reprehensible, do you have any idea of the consequence that you're going to face? Because I'm going to look you up again, and I'm going to look at the charges that they filed against you, aside from the ones that were already filed. I want to look at your bail just to laugh at you. If you get a bail that's manageable, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Because, dude, you probably attacked the wrong two people. Had you just went up and hugged Bret Hart and said, I love you, we would have reacted differently. Personally, I I personally, I think this fuckwad deserves to be 
bands from all future WWE events, whether live events or house shows, pay-per-views, whatever. He doesn't, you know, deserve to greet the superstars with his being there. You know, it's sad, Lady Lim. Like, I, I really honestly thought that this guy was just, you know, I thought it was part of the part of the show. And then when fans started booing, I was like, oh, maybe not. He had on a Bob Marley hat. Like, dude, how much more obvious can you fucking get? And the memes that were made afterwards, you know, with the Simpsons, apparently someone attacked Bret Hart during the Simpsons, and it was Homer or whatever. Homer was wearing a Bob Marley hat to be inconspicuous, incognito. And I was just like, um, okay. So if Brett was able to, you know, he the, the positive that came out of all of this was Brett was able to focus and, and keep his cool and didn't mention, he briefly mentioned the guy. But then Finley, you guys didn't see most of what was going on. And I, I didn't take pictures of the incident because I'm that you know kind of professional. But uh, Finley got on the mic, folks, and said, "I had no intention of that asshole coming in here again. I will fuck up his world." And thank God they didn't show that because, you know, it was said on the mic by some yeah by Finley. I had no intention of this asshole to come in this building, and I will never want him here again. I don't think any of us wanted him there to begin with. And two, when you not only leave cryptic statuses, like you're making yourself look like a joke. You're the joke, dude. He was leaving like, oh, yeah, another women's made of it. What a joke, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, wow, you're one of those. I mean... This women's main event was a long time coming. This was history in the making. This, this, this is something that the women, the women have scratched and clawed their way to the top wrong to even get this main event. This is what the whole women's revolution, no, evolution, has led to. And this, this guy thinks it's a fucking joke? Yeah, apparently his tweets say, you know, he's a big tough guy behind screen. If you had a plan, my friend, why not wait till Vince gets in the ring and then try to tackle him? I dare you to because you know you really, at your height, you may be the same height as Vince. You want to get hired on? It's called go to the performance center. You want to say that you're in the maze and prove them wrong. Look at Sheamus. Look at, look at uh, not Cesaro, but look at Sheamus. He was a skinny nobody who was about Finn Balor's size in weight. And then he started eating bulk up and he became... WWE champion eventually but you can't I think this guy was one of those that wanted instant gratification I think that he was just looking for attention well congratulations buddy you got attention you got attention in the worst way was attacking the legend really worth your 15 minutes of pain dude was attacking of Oh, go ahead, hon. I'm trying to get my thoughts together here. I'm, oh, calling it, and now knowing the true reason behind it is just... Got you motivated. 
Whew, it's lit a fire. It lit a fucking fire under me, let me tell you. But was that really worth the 15 minutes of fame? What, was attacking a woman going to make you feel better about you, of all people, not thinking the women deserve to have the main event of WrestleMania? Let me just say on behalf of the women, I'm not a woman, but, dude, you chauvinistic piece of shit. I hope that you're the belle of the ball in prison. And as a gay dude, let me just tell you, you're going to be the belle of the ball, all right? When they say former athlete, um, they're probably going to trade your ass for cigarettes. <laughs> hope you like being big bubba's bitch. I love my new co-host. She thinks just like me. <laughs> you know what, dude, would have gotten you a date or would have gotten you laid if you would have had an open mind about anything. And I'm not casting judgment because I don't know you personally, but my guess is the reason why you're a creepy bastard is not just because you're you're trying to say that women's movement is not worthwhile. Um, do you know how many... Times the women have main evented at anything. The very first one was the women that I met this weekend, Trish and Lita. They main evented Monday Night Raw a long time ago. Then you had, okay, the first implementation that the women mattered at Evolution. So I guess that pissed you off too. Then you started leaving cryptic statuses, and now, like, I searched on Twitter, Lady Lynn. I did my digging. There's a video of he's two one and one, and he was an amateur MMA fighter, and he kept, you know, hinting that he's going to do something. Again, attacking Maddie, dude. What what's your deal? Like, I would seriously like to sit down with this dude behind. You know, I'm not afraid of you, but knowing how psychotic you are, I'd prefer you in shackles. Shackles. I'd prefer him in a straitjacket hanging over a pit of alligators that had been starved for five years. Yeah, dude. You, you don't know how irritating it is when someone like you comes along and sets back movements, not just movements, but emotional ties that all the women have worked hard for to shed the image of being just pits and ass in front of an audience. Sorry, had to mention that because... Aesthetically pleasing, the only thing left of that era and now modernize it. I hate to say it, Lacey Evans, anyone? That's why I'm not really a fan it, of hers. You know, she is walking like eye candy in high heels, and like, is this the 1950s? She doesn't even wrestle anymore. Like, what the hell was bringing her up to the purpose? So, I'm guessing this guy, speaking of her, would like someone like Lacey Evans. Is that what you want the women to be? Is just eye candy again? I mean, Tori Wilson may have been eye candy, but she could wrestle for her era, despite her era being one of the worst eras ever. Divas. I mean, no. I don't get me wrong. There were some funny moments with Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson, like the um, the mud pit match, the Jello match. Oh, let's see here. There are several bra and panties matches with those two, but uh, like I said, 
it's one thing to speak out publicly. You could have said, well, I don't understand why you have to make the women the main event. And people would be up in arms about it. But don't leave cryptic statuses and include the chairman of the board, the COO, and the CEO of the company. Paul Avec, Stephanie, you know, Paul or Triple H, whatever. I'm sorry, dude, if I call out your name. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Vince McMahon were included in this guy's tweet. Shane McMahon, the entire McMahon family. This guy was a creep when it came to uh, discussing his discord, you know, about the women. And I was like, dude, are you gay? Because I am, but I don't show discord towards women. I actually have respect for some. You know, some women are, you know, ridiculously stupid and hopelessly devoted to being, you know, who or how they are personality-wise. But you don't ever in your life say, well, I think this is stupid because you ain't the one owning the company. You don't pour billions and billions of dollars out for an event like uh, Evolution, which was ground, which was groundbreaking. Thank you, Stephanie McMahon. It was groundbreaking, and I, I think it was just the push that the women needed to really show what the women's division has evolved into. They're not just Barbie dolls anymore. They're just as tough as the men, some even tougher. You know, well, you know, some some may think, Lady Lynn, that the women are just eye candy, blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know, that's most guys, whatever. I don't really care. Um, my biggest problem was if you're going to, uh, if you're going to make idle threats, just do it like, man, I can't believe uh, the women are doing this. You know, see, be subtle about it, dude. Now I guess it's too late because you're in jail, probably getting fucked up the ass, and that's coming from a gay dude. You're probably getting fucked up the ass because you're, you're former MMA. And by the way, MMA is appealing to us gay dudes, especially the ones in jail. The ones who did what they did, you're probably going to get your ass beat after what they find out what you did. They, you're going to be like, what the hell's wrong with you? You got to go to a WWE event, and you sat, I forget which row he was sitting in, and how the security just sat there like knots in a log. Barclays security, some of you are good, some of you are bad. Some of you are cool, some of you are chill. I get it, you can't monitor everyone. But Jesus Christ, you had one job. One job. If someone's rushing the stage, where are you? Why are you not off your phones? Because I guarantee you, security wasn't paying attention. NYPD came in immediately, and the whole incident was, you know, it was not isolated because obviously he got beat the fuck out of. Dumbass. I'm going to keep saying that. Dumbass. Because you went to a live event, which, you know, it was beautiful. The Hall of Fame was beautiful. DX was funny as hell. Um, but you know the saggy tits picture where they said Michael Hayes. Oh, that lost my shit. <laughs> I think I did lose my shit. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> um, you know, Tori Wilson's speech sounded a little Lizzie McGuire esque. You know, she's a beautiful lady. She's got nice, you know, she's a beautiful spirit, but dude, you could, uh, Tori, you seem nervous, but who wouldn't be? 
So, Stacy seem more comfortable than you, girl. What's wrong with you? Perhaps nervous, but a little emotional because condolences to Tori Wilson. Yeah, it's her, her father. father passing away. I get it. Yes, that that too. But folks, what I'm going to say is. Tori Wilson's was the least favorite of my speech aside from Brutus the Barber Beefcake because there are certain things you don't know. If you'd like to ask me, I'm not going to air it. Just, Brutus is, you know, a childhood hero for some of us, but for me, I was more of a Jake the Snake, Undertaker, heel type baby. And I have, it's funny. I even like Mr. Perfect, good or bad. He's just funny. And of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I wish you were still around, sir, because you are truly an inspiration to me and apparently Corey Graves. So I, I think, you know, you, you have to understand, I, I've i heard some bad things about Brutus. And they're not, you know, that's the reason why he didn't get cheered, because we read in New York. So there's that. Number two, um... You know, when you say that you're going to show up to a promotion, but you ditched them because you knew you couldn't work in Canada. Yeah, I'm I'm throwing shade, folks, because there are certain things that he's done that are not worthwhile mentioning. Because it's too petty to mention everything that he's done. And I'm mad because, like I told you, I would have preferred Owen to go in. They're just waiting on his wife to uh, to uh, relinquish her stance on the issue. So there's that. I was, uh, was kind of teary-eyed when China was shown on the Tron. She was the instrumental part not only in DX but for Eddie Guerrero. So I think she can be put to you know her. There's some closure. For the you know the whole thing of not letting China in the Hall of Fame, and Shawn Michaels and all of them mentioned her saying, "Without her, we wouldn't have made it." So that was a pretty big deal. Uh, DX's induction was probably the best. Harlem Heat. It sounded like Booker T kind of repeated what he said at 2014. But congratulations to the tag team. Uh, I can't believe the Ebony Experience. Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh, Lord, is all I have to say. And, you know, Arn Anderson said, if there's anything y'all need, you know, in WCW, then I'm here. And, and that was the nice thing that Stevie Ray said, you know. I did that from every day that there was a new person in WCW, I looked out for them. And I think they're very class act. They're our childhood. And when I saw Sherry's picture up there, it brought back childhood memories because I remember Harlem Heat. I remember them to a T. Even though, you know, WCW never came to the Garden, they still, you know, Harlem Heat was like the 10-time WCW Tag Team Champions, so how can you forget them? Well, actually, nine times or whatever. How, how many times they won the championship was uh, beneficial? Uh, Honky Tonk Man, he's kind of like uh, the Elias back in the day, if you think on it. He played a guitar. He held the Intercontinental Championship several times. Elias held the Inter- has held the Intercontinental Championship. So I, I get the comparison. Very, you know, 
someone mentioned on our Instagram that they, they think Elias and, and Honky Tonk are parallel. But anyways, folks, back to the subject at hand. Hall of Fame was fun, except for that one incident where that creepazoid just basically destroyed the mood a little bit. And I was sitting in the row with my with a high school friend of mine, and she was, uh, <laughs> what's up, Janine? How are you? Um, I basically didn't recognize her because she, you know, with a girlfriend, whatever. The girlfriend was a, you know, a doppelganger for a friend that I knew back in Kansas City. I'm like, wow, okay. Anyways, all three of us were discussing, like, what the hell's going on because we didn't know. Honestly, the crowd didn't know. We thought it was, like, okay. We cheered at first, and then we were like, what the fuck just happened? I think they must have cut that part out of the replay because I I caught the Hall of Fame on the replay, so I didn't actually see that event unfold. But I've heard all about it, and it it. It still pisses me off because that was just completely and totally uncalled for. And I think the only thing he achieved, I think the only thing he achieved was proving that he's a massive douche nozzle. Mm -hmm. A royal douche canoe. A twacked out wackadoo fugazi. (laughs) Couldn't have put it in better words myself. You know, folks, it's a wonder why, like I said, he may have been a closet gay because some guys, you know, there's an assumption he doesn't have to be gay. Maybe he was just lonely. Maybe he was just a psychopath. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe, you know, like I said, there's a lot of things that go on in the world of professional wrestling. And if he wanted a job so badly at WWE to prove why he should be an event which is psychotic because we don't know who you are. Maybe you should get in the wrestling ring, my friend. Oh, wait, you did. But you, I don't know if you were sober. The sad part is, dude, if you were sober, like, I'm sorry, you have no excuse. If you were intoxicated, I would have felt a little empathy for you, but not really. I would have felt like, okay, maybe you were unaware of your surroundings. Maybe you didn't. If you were incoherent. Like, you had to have been drunk. You had to have been. There has to be some valid excuse as to what. But if you were totally sober, I don't feel sorry for you one bit. Had to be drunk. He had to be stoned. He had to be slacked out on something. Because if he were sober, if he were stone cold sober, I don't think he would have done that. Yeah, because, dude, you got knocked the fuck out. And, I mean, Travis Brown literally ripped you a new asshole. And you know what? I don't like that woman beater, but you know what? In that regard, when he got in the ring and started beating the fuck out of you, you bet your ass I liked him a lot more. (laughs) I'm sure the crowd probably would have been chanting at some point, you deserved it. Well, actually, we did. Nice. And we also cheered when Dash Wilder, we gave the, oh, moment, like, ooh, 
someone's teeth just got rearranged. Because <laughs> it, it's like this, man. If, you know, Lady Lynn and I have decided, you know, to go with our friend, uh, <laughs> we're not revealing names on air, her lady friend, if you will. We have all three decided to go to WrestleMania 36 in Tampa Bay. All of the preview for WrestleMania 36 looks like Jack Sparrow and the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, like, it was funny when they showed it on the Tron folks. I'm just telling you, because Lady Wynn probably saw the same thing. The way they advertised it was they were going to Tampa. It's going to be at Raymond James Stadium, which I, as a Raiders fan, do not like because the Buccaneers beat my Raiders in the Super Bowl. It's okay because it's not playing football. We're not playing football. We are going to the Super Bowl, damn it. In Tampa, you better not be underwater by the time we go because, well, if I can put this nicely, it better not be blazing hot because, well, it's Florida, so it kind of leaves lackluster on that. Uh, all I'm saying is I better have a good time like this year because it's after pleading, begging, deceiving, preaching, calling. Like Kofi Kingston winning the, you know, congratulations, dude, for being the first African American to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship or WWE Championship. You are, you know, you worked really hard. Aside from all the, you know, negative reporting about that jackass that ran into the Hall of Fame or ran into the ring during the Hall of Fame, there are some bright ends to WrestleMania 35. Um, Kofi creating history and Big E having the championship belt in the in that crate. Was I didn't know what he had in that crate. I thought he was going to have T-shirts or something, but or, or a big ass pancake, <laughs> or for the first the time I thought he was going to have better been accompanied by just... some bacon and eggs. Yeah, but see, they breakfast discriminate, folks. See, New Day breakfast discriminates. They don't give out biscuits <laughs> and gravy. They don't give out other, you know, breakfast items. So they're like, really, guys. The only discrimination is breakfast discrimination, was, which is completely fine. So instead of pancakes, dude, hand us out, you know, have some Mr. Buttersworth hand out plates of breakfast, you know, preferably like bacon, eggs, sausage. Just do something and put it in a cannon and just shoot somebody in the face like that moron who ran into the ring. I'm sure he likes breakfast that way. <laughs> All up in his face. Exactly. Jesus. Okay. Well, that about wraps up the show for tonight on Off the Rails Uncensored segment. We will be, Lane Lynn and I will be going over design logos and also creating new business cards for anyone, okay, that's willing to get on our show, be a part of the show, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Actually, I do care. Vessel Radio Network 95 at gmail.com is the contact information that you would need to contact us for if you want to be on the show. If you can't contact or cannot contact us through Instagram, which is Vessel underscore radio at Instagram, you know, Vessel underscore radio is our tagline. Vessel Radio forward slash Facebook.com is also a contact point. We're also going to be putting a contact number on the Facebook page so you can contact me directly. Okay. 
So that way, if you are interested in joining the show as a guest, we usually give about half hour to an hour time frame. It's a two-hour show long. If it's a guest, we adjust our times to fit the needs of our guests. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, like I said, you can email us at Russell. Let me see here. WrestleRadioNetwork95 at gmail.com. Not oldies95, but WrestleRadioNetwork95 at gmail.com. For any business inquiries, guest-related things, charities, whatever you want us to do, WrestleRadioNetwork is happy to oblige as long as it's within reason and not out of reason. You know, like the crazy dumb fuck. He look, dude, he's so skinny. I swear to God, toothpicks had more meat than him. Alright folks Enough of my psycho babble If you have any further questions Like I said Feel free to email us Lady Lynn or myself We'll be free to answer your questions Regarding show times How the how this show you know, works The structure of it What have you Any questions about blog talk Ask them Don't ask us Although I do know the basics that's it. That'll do it for me. If you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn? And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say tonight, call me biased. Call me a hypocrite. Call me closed-minded. Call me what you will, but don't call this lady crazy. Better not, folks. It's kind of something you don't want to touch on. You're right. Take it. Personality. The closest personality. The closest personality.